Lucky Seven, Episode Seven. We are back with the wet down, and we have a really special guest today. He is one of my best friends from when I studied abroad in England, Mr. Henry Bame. He's also famous on film Twitter. So, Henry, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me on here. As soon as we were trying to figure out um, guests who we wanted to have on, uh, we want to have a different person on each week and have really interesting people who have really funny and cool stories and who's able to shoot, shoot the shit with us. And you fit perfectly that bill 100%. So I'm really excited we were able to get you on the podcast. I'm glad to do it. I don't take life too seriously, so I have plenty of fun stories and also a few that's cool the, ones too. So hopefully I give you what you're looking for. Well, that's the way to do it. All right, Kevin, uh, I, almost, I almost called Aaron Henry. Aaron, Kevin, Welcome back. How was your week, boys? Oh, I'm going to go first? Okay, I'll go first. Um, my week has been uh, the same as probably every other college kid's week. Um, it's just kind of sucked. <laughs> there's just been so much work that needs to be done. And it's been, there's catch-ups and there's just, it's, when you have a life and you're trying to do school too, it really sucks. <laughs> so that's my thing. That's what I've been up to this whole week nothing much other and, and seeing you guys, cause we had to fix that other episode, which we talked about because, you know, I went from bearded man to uh baby face. So, you know, looking like to a man, to man child. Yeah, exactly. Look like a baby again. It's weird. What about you, Kevin? Uh, not too bad. You know, uh, busy week again, but that's to be expected. Other than that, just chilling, you know, trying to relax, trying to enjoy soaking all the holidays while we can. So I know we were talking about this off screen, but just to kind of to get us into the zone, you had to deliver a couple heavy packages this week for your employer, a delivery company where we're not, we won't name drop, but, um, but uh, who, and what was the whole deal with the heavy packages? Uh, yeah, man, the deal was basically I delivered to this house, like normally every other day. Um, and they always have like heavy items on the truck. So it's usually something that's on the floor that weighs over at least hundred pounds. Anyways, they're usually a driveway that's clear. So I could back up and just, slide out the package out of the truck, drop it by the garage, done deal. Well, today they decided to park both of their cars, not vertically, but side by side. So they blocked the whole thing. So I couldn't get to the garage or the door. So then I'm sitting there like, oh, well, what do I got to do? I can't just leave it behind their car because if they go to leave, then they're backed up. So we were obligated to put it by the garage or put it by the door. So basically I took out the package that weighed at least 200 pounds. It was a six drawer dresser, real wood, not like that particle, like dust, uh, Ikea furniture, but you know, uh, just super heavy. And I pulled out my back as I was delivering it. So all I pictured right really? there Thanks for that. big old bird picking up, big bird picking <laughs> up a box and putting it down. That's what I just pictured there. Oh, my back, my back. <laughs> I'm happy you specified it was a, I'm happy you specified that it was a dresser because I was going to gonna say that I, I don't think that uh, PS5s weigh 200 pounds and I'm still waiting no. on mine from you. From no. you. no, no, no. Another uh, week, no, another week I mean, gone by, another week without a PS5 for me. I mean, he, if anything, we're getting Xboxes, dude. Like there's, you're going to join that clan because there's more negative. Uh, there yeah. Is, why are you a PS5? PS5. He's got little hands, dude. Look at him. He's trying to grow a mustache, and he has little hands. Have, when he grows up, he'll get an Xbox. <laughs> just like our, just like our dear president, I have the largest hands of anybody ever. Many people think so. Minus the orange part. So, minus, yeah, I'm pale as fuck. You don't, you don't look like you're digging in a bowl of cheese balls. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of deliveries, Henry, you were we were in our group chat last night, and you had quite the story of deliveries do you, do you care to share with our thousands and millions of listeners about your little delivery mishap last night yeah i mean i think millions of people should hear this story <laughs> <laughs> 
So, so I live in DC, right? So there's a lot of options on these like Uber Eats, DoorDash, all of that stuff. And, you know, I order food a lot because uh, I'm lazy and I don't want to cook. And especially, you know, with school at this point, all the work piling up, I don't even have the time. So you spend enough times on these apps and you realize they don't deliver just from, you know, McDonald's or whatever. They also deliver from like CVS or Walgreens. And so that means there's a lot of non-food items on there that can really uh, help you out in a pinch if, if you don't really want to run down to the store. But every single time that you order- Certain, certain, uh, certain we'll call them, how do, how do we put this delicately? Um, cleanliness items? <laughs> Shit paper? Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> not quite. Um, More like- they come in, Magic they come clean? in the latex variety. <laughs> Magic Clean, Astro Glide, Liquiderm. Henry, did, did did you just say it? Because I was yeah. trying to be delicate. All right, yeah. So Henry's trying to yeah. order condoms off DoorDash. Yeah, and see, every time you order in DC and probably in a lot of other places too, you know, it's it's these guys that are like recent immigrants usually that are delivering your food, and you know, great, they're getting jobs. I'm glad to help these guys out. But it seems like it's always going to be a very uh, Muslim guy who delivers your condoms and really wants to make a few comments on them. I hope you got a variety, like Magnum, extra small, rainbow <laughs> flavored. I hope you got a whole Whatever bunch just so you could ask it. So just so he Henry, can it. Henry only gets extra small. Cost? I can't afford all kinds of different ones. Thimble ones, fire like fingertips. Ice. That's like putting icy, icy hot in your balls, man. That's fucking terrible. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna pass on wow. that one. No, I mean you don't like the cool ball. I mean, actually, let's not talk about. Oh your man, balls. I mean we can't. No, do no. Anything. Besides, we that, talked besides about, that. That took a whole episode. That is the worst. We'll leave that alone now. Put that. In, <laughs> poor, we'll put that in the grave. <laughs> poor, poor Henry was telling me how he was worried about that. His, uh, I think his driver's name was Abdullah. He was saying how he's worried Abdullah or Henry. What did you say about you're being going to be damned to Muslim hell even though you're Jewish? I mean, probably, I'm gonna fuck up the joke. The vibe that you get. You're like, it really puts a damper on the night when you get to hear about how these are not acceptable things for you to use. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's what, dude, you just got to get the 36 pack at a, uh, at Han or at a uh, Walmart. Dude, were you were about to say Hannaford's you there. I almost <laughs> did say Hannaford. New Yorker. <laughs> I almost did say Hannaford. Uh, yeah, I mean, I like. I'm not knocking on Hannaford. When we go up to Lake Placid for our trip, that's the first. That's usually we go to the hockey box, the house to drop our stuff after we go to the hockey box first, usually, and then we go right to the grocery store and buy a bunch of food. That's the yeah, first thing. That's, the, that's the next steps. They're they're good. That's a play. That's I, I don't know. That was a good store. I liked it. So much good food. Yeah, dude, Hannaford's the shit. Screw I mean, me. I will say though. <laughs> to that Uber Eats guy's credit, I mean, I would have given you shit. No offense. I, I I think if I'm driving all that way at that time of night to, to get condoms, I'm I'm gonna say something, you know? Yeah, you'd ask for it. Be like, yo, let me see a titty. Can I see a titty? <laughs> yeah, let me get a little nip flip. <laughs> hey, let me get let me get a titty, man. Come on. It's Sophie, wait, but we're just in the shower. Can I go Henry? Look? Henry, did you did you Henry, did you think of it this way that maybe he wasn't disapproving of the act? Because of his religion, maybe he was just jealous that he was driving for Uber Eats and wasn't getting any that night. And maybe. I mean, it, it, you know, you think you, when you go to the store, there's a certain level of embarrassment when you buy them. And you've got to think in your mind, like, oh, they can just. Dude, I'm, no way. When I go to it's the like store, the, I it's, get kind of them. I don't fuck. You want to pay like for the, my kids? It's the it's the actual version of like the Bob's and Vagine guy. Like that's what you had. Deliver your condoms. <laughs> Send Bob's. That's Borat, dude. Isn't that Borat? Who, who says the? No, no. There's plenty of other people that say that. It's actually pretty Hope fun. you're not asking me, man. Oh, I have no man. fucking clue. <laughs> Dude, it's not It's not embarrassing going to the... going. To, I don't think it's embarrassing going to get grocery... Or go, I almost said groceries. Now. Dude, you got me on the freaking Hannaford thing. No, you it's not embarrassing going to... Hannaford's, obviously. You don't go to <laughs> Walmart. So you, you, you buy your condoms. They're looking... I mean, you got your zucchinis Dude, you... and your fucking peppers, <laughs> whatever you need, man. You got condoms at Hannaford's too. Go get them. When, when, when you're going into to buy condoms, 
you just gotta walk in there with your chest out and when you and when you you grab you walk up to the to the payment counter just put your proverbial dick on the fucking table i mean that's what you actually do really and they're all yes don't say that don't say that i don't i don't want to get me too please don't say that <laughs> absolutely not cancel culture. i i keep i keep my i keep my pants on at all times and ask for permission to take them off when in the presence of another person yeah that's real <laughs> yeah. well you just say that because we've been in a hockey locker room together yeah I, well yeah I mean, <laughs> I mean, minus henry i mean guys we've guys been, making me out to sound like there. louis ck no. Oh, God. Not as bad as him. Don't say that. <laughs> well, that's what you're making me sound like, dude. No, no, not at all. Not at all. You know what's not, you know what it is, like, kind of weird? Walking into a sex shop. No, that's a different I've level of uncomfortable. That. Yeah, they that's get. It's fun. They get, dude, you'd be surprised how detailed they get when they tell they you like stuff. Just like, best, oh, just, you come over here. We have this for this and this. Huh? Does Spencer's count as a sex shop? No. Oh, I, wouldn't, I mean, it's like a teenager. diet one. Yeah, okay. that's, that's, Cause, well, because I've never been to like a real. I've been in like a Spencer's before. Oh, you'll obviously. know if you've been to a real one. <laughs> oh God, we'll we'll have to like make that like an Instagram live moment for you, like to oh, take yeah. you to the sex shop. Yeah. <laughs> for people to just just to see the look on your face of the tools you can buy. <laughs> You won't need a girlfriend after this. <laughs> if I take you there, <laughs> or she don't, might don't tell, don't tell her that he's looking for something. <laughs> she might, punch she might be box. like, well, <laughs> she might, she might just be like, hey, leave me alone. <laughs> like you got that, <laughs> go away. <laughs> you never know, man. Who knows? Uh, all right. Um, do we have anything else before we hop on to our quick commercial break? I'm good. All right, I'm good. We, You are listening to the Wet Down Podcast, Episode 7, and we'll be back in one minute. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Raise Marketing. Raise is a full-service digital marketing agency, so if your business needs a fully functional e-commerce website to enable you to start selling online immediately, these are the guys for you. This is your one-stop shop for everything you need. They're the experts that you want to have on your team. Why? Because they have a proven track record and know what it takes to be successful. Look, if you want to get serious with your business and selling online, these are the guys to do it with. They have a team full of creatives for all of your logo, graphics, and product design needs. Don't waste any more time and visit www.raisemarketing.com. That's www dot r-a-z-e marketing.com help them help you raise the bar and with that we are back with the podcast mr henry bame world traveler uh esteemed film critic on the rise and one of my closest friends from england and i would argue uh we've known each other what 10 months 11 months now and I would consider you one of my closest friends. We've had uh, some pretty pretty uh, close conversations. So, Henry, welcome to the podcast once more. Thanks again for having me on. So, uh, like we were talking about, you're really big in film critic. You're a big film critic. You, you like to write about films. You're probably just as into film, if not more, um, as I am into country music. And people who know me know that I'm really really in deep with that so how did you get into writing for film i know you you make some money off of it it's almost like a second job for you uh, the first film review i ever wrote was uh of skyfall and that was back in uh in middle school and that came out uh just for an assignment and then for years after i never really did anything with it but then i started watching so many films because uh i always liked them and i got bored and figured that was a good way to fill all the extra time like everyone else is watching a season of the office every day during like exam weeks and I was like how about film instead and so it, it got to a certain point where I was like just to keep track of it I need to write it down but then writing down just the title doesn't do anything for you you know you gotta write down like you're writing for it so you know on a glance back how much you liked it and then you know add a few thoughts on there and then 
that just sort of kept expanding further and further until the point where uh, I was writing full-length reviews and then uh, pitching them to uh, different sites, starting my own and making it a, a regular thing that I write lengthy ones and at least uh, a short blurb about everything I do. So a quick question before I get into my next one, because I just thought of this really quick. Do you bring a notepad into the theaters when you're going to review them or do you just make like mental notes? Uh, I'll bring a notepad into a theater if I'm at like a festival because that those I'll see like five movies in a day that I'm going to write about uh, all of them for my, uh, my site or for different ones. But on a regular day when I just go to the theater and I see one movie, I don't really need the notebook to try and keep track of everything. So then I just keep it on a mental list in my head. It's really just to, to sort through a whole bunch when I want to write immediately after. Yeah, I can't believe I had I would If I had known, I wouldn't have asked, but um, just even for the sake of the podcast, but I've never asked you that. And I've and I, like, always wondered about that. But um, uh, of course, everyone's going to be wondering what your favorite movie is. I know you got a bunch of posters behind you. And I, I think your favorite, <laughs> I think your favorite movie is going to surprise a lot of people. So what is your favorite film? Uh, my favorite film is La Dolce Vita, the 1960 Federico Fellini film uh, about the highway. Yeah, I see it. It's, it's right over your shoulder, on, uh, right over your right shoulder. Yep. You got La La Land and The Godfather behind you. Yep, and I got so, a few more that you can't see in here. Interstellar, The Third Man, Ocean's Eleven, and most importantly of all, Magic Mike XXL. That Absolutely on uh, Magic Mike and Interstellar. I'm sorry. <laughs> had, had to make it less. Not. It looked like you. It looked like you were. You were about to say something about Interstellar. So, I, what did you? I, I had to jump in really quickly on this. What do you think of that movie? Like, how much of a mind fuck is that movie for you? Like, be honest. Or is it not the at all? First time was just like an incredible experience. It's one of those times. That I went with like ten friends to see it, and then afterwards we all just sort of like went to to like McDonald's and just sat there for like an hour being like whoa like, and, and still uh, I've seen it numerous times in the six years since and it's not quite like that but it's still uh every time I see it I'm blown away I actually have the watch like the replica from the Hamilton company that's like the one that, that Murph had uh on the shelf and like I, I'm big into that movie it's Nolan's best for sure and just the that's the visuals are great and the way that it all just sort of ties together is just i don't know how he could come up with that is that the one directed by m night Shyamalan or Shyamalan or how you say his name is Shyamalan, no, or my thing of a different one christopher nolan oh okay, uh, shit. that's the movie with um, um matthew mcconaughey and um he's he fly you know he pretty much rims a black oh, hole. yeah <laughs> back to reality dude <laughs> something that just can't dude. be done but he he pulls it off he pulls the ultimate like i'm gonna bring him in close and hit the brakes like some tom cruise shit Ma you know in top gun like, that's exactly what he does to a dude. black hole mcconaughey is the single coolest dude i've ever i would love to just sit down and have a a nice tequila on the rocks with matthew mcconaughey and just just pick his brain I love that he had that transition sort of with Interstellar and the Dallas Buyers Club around that time from being like I was donor guy to like serious actor, but now he still does stuff like the Beach Bum where he's just the real stoner in the movies and like the duality. <laughs> I was I, I was watch watching Dallas Buyers Club today because he did a he did an interview. Uh, I think he was on Rogan's podcast, and I read this on uh, Whiskey Riff. Um, he, about how he prepared for his role in Dallas Buyers Club. He, I think it was for a couple months, he just ate egg whites, a little bit of fish. Um, I think it was a salad a day and like as much wine as he could drink. And that's how he like, he lost like, he was losing like two and a half pounds a week, he said. And you can really see it in the film. He looks very... I mean, I guess that's the point, but he looks very sickly. Usually when I drink as much wine as I can drink, it makes me gain weight, so I need his plan. <laughs> and people end up well, you're not, you're not eating wine. You're not eating the or you're not eating the egg whites and a, a tiny piece of fish with it. <laughs> Who knew that was the trick? 
real quick to jump in here how many movies do you watch average per day <laughs> so this year is weird right we all know that there's a lot of extra free time where normally you know I, last year i went to the cinema 200 times almost so but now since i don't have to travel to the cinema to watch a movie since it's not even open then I can watch like two movies in that time because there's no like transportation or anything. Can't really like go out to eat. Well, there's another movie. So for uh, a few years ago, it was like 500 a year was the sweet spot. And then last year I made it a goal to watch an average of two movies a day. So 730. This year uh, I just hit 1500 movies that I've seen so far in 2020. <laughs> so uh, that comes out to slightly more. Holy than shit, and that's incredible. Left. <laughs> what I um, what I want to know is, and you don't have to name drop here if you don't want to. You've been to the Baftas, and you've been to a couple other really cool um, awards and uh, festivals. Who who are some of the coolest actors that you've gotten to meet, or some? I mean, do you have any cool interaction stories with any of them? with any famous actors that people would know? So I've been to a lot of the big festivals in the last two years. I mean, they didn't really happen this year, but last year I got to go to, you know, Cannes and to Toronto and uh, Berlin. Then this year, the BAFTAs. So, you know, at the BAFTAs, basically everyone that was nominated and a whole bunch more were there. So you see them across the way. But uh, the first time where I really like met people in Berlin last year and in New York two years ago, I would see people across the room and be like, hey, that's cool, or like shake their hand or something. But at Cannes, it's sort of this different experience where um, the public isn't allowed in, like you have to have press credentials or else be part of the films to be there. So everyone sort of like trusts each other more and they just uh, mingle with each other. So uh, it, like I was there when Once Upon a Time in Hollywood premiered. That was the same day that Parasite premiered and I actually was at the premiere of Parasite, but I had to skip Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. So it was crazy to be like one of the first people to see Parasite, which became this massive thing, you know, won the top prize there, won best picture. And so like the whole cast and crew of that, I got to meet a lot of them only speak Korean. So we didn't really have a lot of deep conversations. I, just the, you know, glad handing being like, hey, I'm Henry, nice to meet you, great movie. I don't even really like that movie that much. I think it gets overhyped, but it was great to be part of that. But then everyone else is there too. So, you know, in the the next day I'm standing there and everyone around me starts shouting, Brad Pitt, Brad Pitt. And I'm like, wow, I must really look like Brad Pitt. But then I feel, I feel someone tap on my shoulder and I look and it's Brad Pitt, which makes a little more sense than everyone thinking I'm Brad Pitt. And he's like- That's crazy. I'm like, yeah. And he's like, you know where the bathroom is? No. And so then he walked on. And then the next day. I'm I would like, have been like, dude, for a bump, like, what do you got? Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> like, I know that's what you're going to do. Like, that's what you're going to find. I'm not, I'm just kidding. I wouldn't really do that. But like, just to start like some, so I, I mean, I'm a smart ass. I would say something like that. But like, what's it's going to cost you, <laughs> you know? Uh, it's just one of these sort of. Like in the moment, you don't really think. Yeah, in the moment, dude, you don't think about that kind of like, shit. Uh, I mean, at least I don't. Yeah. I wouldn't be able to. Uh, Timothy Chalamet was right with him, like a few steps behind when he asked me. And, like, there's people all over. The next day, I was trying to find a screening, and I walked into the wrong room, and he was actually in there. Brad Pitt was, and so then I got to ask him for directions, and he actually did know. So I felt bad about the day before when I couldn't help. Him. <laughs> This is how bad I am when it comes to like noticing like actors and film and stuff like that. If I were to walk into a room and see Brad Pitt, I wouldn't even know it was Brad Pitt that I was talking to. <laughs> and then I leave uh, the room and like, you know who that was? And I'm like, no. He's like, oh, Brad Pitt. Oh, uh, uh, who, who was he? Like, that's how terrible I am. I actually I'm have. Like... I'm know. sorry to keep interrupting you. My, my Wi-Fi is bad. But um, I actually have two things. I had a question for Henry. And then. But I actually have a funny thing about you saying uh, you wouldn't know who it was. My my roommate in Connecticut at college studied in L.A. while when I was in England first semester before COVID, and he was telling me how he would go out to all the, like the bars and everything, and they see like a bunch of like the famous YouTubers, and literally I didn't even know who um, Kendall Kylie Jenner I think is or whatever whoever that is I didn't know who that was. 
and he and he was saying how he saw them at like one time at a bar and i was like dude i could like go hit on her just to shoot the shit and try to be funny not have any clue who that is and everyone would just take the piss out of me because i don't care i don't know i don't know any of that stuff but um henry Brad Pitt asking for directions to the bathroom isn't even the the coolest um, interaction with a celebrity story, at least that I know from you. Can you can you tell um, Kevin and Aaron and the listeners about your interaction meeting uh, Leonardo DiCaprio on the beach uh, yeah. and then at the like the airport? Because those are those are the coolest stories. Like, uh, Yo, like what you and Kevin were talking about. But I yeah. So this was also at Cannes. And this was uh, one of the early, this is, uh, I believe the Parasite premiere night. He, he has a yacht there that he brings every year. He goes a lot of years even when he has no films and it, it, just to party and like his yacht parties are legendary. Everyone wants to get the invite. And so you see this massive yacht, like it, it's not even docked most of them because you know, then someone just hop on. It's all the way out there. You got to swim or you got to get on. Before it's like it goes entourage out. pretty much like the, like the opening scene in the movie, just <laughs> like that is what you're saying. Pretty is he much. as sexy I mean, as he is on film something. in real life? What? Is he as attractive as he is on film as he is in real life? I mean, as they portray him up to be? I, I don't think that he's ever been like in the, the most attractive guy and stuff like, like a lot of people like he he's got a bit of an odd look to him you know like in film and in real life he's not he's not like brad pitt who's just like a handsome dude you know leo has sort of a something's off and like that's fine you know a lot of people dig it but i don't know i don't really see it but well he I'm, seems kind of spacey something's off he says <laughs> <laughs> well well dude let, let him let him finish the story and it'll 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 like really Okay, okay. Hit you. So this yacht party is going on, and I'm finished with being at the parties that I was going to, you know, the ones for losers like me that only take place on small yachts held by, like, Hollywood producers that still are giving you these open bars with drinks I can never afford on my own, like Cuban cigars and all that cool stuff. But my night's winding down. I'm not quite ready to go back to sleep because I know my hotel was half an hour out because I'm not rich enough to uh, stay right in the city. I had to do this like half hour walk every morning and I would sleep like three hours each night so I could do the walk both ways and do all the writing I needed to do, catch all the films and still go to all the parties because a lot of people go there and it's work, 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 but I was in a position where I could, you know, go to the parties. So of course I was going to do it even if it sort of kills me. Um, But after a day like that, you're just sort of, I don't know, high on life. You can't go to sleep. So I, I decided to walk on the beach for a while, just bring myself down from the craziness of, you know, being in the same room as Brad Pitt and Margot Robbie and like talking to Quentin Tarantino, who I've talked to a few times actually, including at the BAFTAs. Uh, and so I'm walking- We'll, 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 get, to, we'll get to that one. We, we, we will get to that one. Because <laughs> that, that, that one also includes me like semi a little bit. But, but we, will, we will get to the Quentin Tarantino one. But so you're walking on the beach. And I see this guy out in the distance who's like dragging a bag behind him. And I'm like, oh shit, he's probably dragging a body. Better catch up and see what's <laughs> happening here. That's just interesting. <laughs> and so I start, you know, moving a little quicker, but still like keeping a little distance. And as I get closer, I realize that this is DiCaprio, who's apparently not on the yacht that his massive party is going on. Uh, it, but just on the beach. And so then I shout out to him and I'm like, hey, what's up? And then he's like, hey, how's it going? I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, got bored of the party. I'm picking up trash. I'm like, you want any help? And so I go out there and we're both in our tuxedos, pants rolled all the way up with the shoes tied around our necks. And we just, we spend a while just walking down the beach, picking up all the trash we see. And uh, while all these other parties, including his, that everyone probably thinks he's just like off sleeping with someone at, are going on. But now we're just on the beach picking up trash and we end up at the end of it. And um, he was like, let me call you an Uber back to your hotel. Great. (laughs) (laughs) I got in there, go all the way back. And uh, that was the last I saw of him until this was in May. And, you know, I didn't exchange any contact info or anything like 
I'm not gonna be like, hey, give me your numbers. <laughs> I'm just like, this is insane. I met him, but uh, then in September, I go to Toronto where he has some like environmental film playing, I guess. And uh, he was only in for the day. And this was the day I was leaving. So I only got to go up for three days. I had school, so I couldn't just go to Toronto for a week. Now, if it was this, I could have, but <laughs> last year it wasn't so uh, convenient. And so I'm in the airport and uh, I'm in the security line about to like go through the customs and we see them opening up this other like private line, uh, figuring, you know, someone from the festival is going through there. They got all the famous people. And while I'm waiting, I feel a tap on my shoulder and I turn and it's Leo and he's like, hey, brother, have a good festival. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and then he's like, and then he walks up to the security line. And this girl that was standing next to me was like, am I supposed to know who that was? Because everyone had like pulled out their phones and was taking pictures. <laughs> like, ever That would be me. <laughs> that's, that's awesome, man. That is, that's really, that's a. That's, that's insane, dude. That's, that's. That's good karma is what that that's is. That's so right cool. Like, you didn't, you didn't think to, you didn't think for yourself. They're like, oh yeah, I got to get his number. I can go around and tell people. And then you run into him again. Obviously you're, like in the film world, I'm sure it's a small world. So you people in where you are, apparently you'll be able to do this kind of stuff and have fun with it. So that's, you know, you know, props to you. Good, good, good job. Like you mentioned doing that, like you started doing this with, with like Skyfall, which is a like one of my favorite Bond movies. Like I thought that that was one of the best ones that Craig has ever done. Um, just, just everything about that movie was great. And for I mean, you know, you were in middle school. I wasn't, <laughs> but you know, <laughs> so I, I mean, I, I was able to see it in theaters without a parent, you know, <laughs> so it's totally okay. But it's uh, you know, that was you went from that to this and you you figured out a way to turn something so that's that's really that is really unique and admirable man like i in a way i if i i'd be lying if i didn't say i was jealous like that's pretty cool like i've seen that guy act all the way up from like you know from being a kid to you know and then have it you know from what's eating eating gilbert grape all the way through <laughs> you know titanic everything which is still a good movie like the revenant i mean the one movie he speaks the least in he wins an oscar i mean that's the crazy it's it was so much acting that had to be done but you know dude that's, that is awesome i thought i was cool before i met henry because I, I on my podcast i got a couple semi-famous country stars on mine i thought i'm the shit that doesn't stink i meet henry in england and he's telling me about will we live together he, he slept right above me in our bunk beds and uh, we're at the you pub one day, and we're, and yes, and we're we're talking. I'm, I think I'm the shit that doesn't stink. And then he he tells me about all the people he knows. I'm like, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna shut the fuck up. I didn't meet anybody cool. But um, let's go. Let's talk about Tarantino because that's a that's a really funny one. Um, I'll let you tell this story. Uh, I'll, I'll set it up. Introduce the. Okay, I'll I'll set it up. So For the people that don't know who was Tarantino. Uh, he's the director of Pulp Fiction, uh, recently Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Kill Bill, Inglorious Bastards, Django Unchained, Hateful Eight, Jackie Brown. Did I miss oh, it? Okay. He was also so, in the Adam Sandler film Little Nicky as a blind priest. <laughs> uh, okay. You're all gonna die! So when Henry and I were in England, um, of course there was uh, eight other people, but Henry and I, I think were the closest. Um, so we would always class over there. Isn't it like class over here? You have a lot more free time over there because it's one lecture per class. We were only taking four classes and it's one lecture and one like classroom session per class per week. So, you have a lot of free time. And so we would go, we would finish class uh, on like Wednesdays and we'd be back at our room by like two thirty or three. And we'd go to happy hour at four, two for one. And we were there. And then a couple other, the people we lived with came out and hung out with us. Very pretty quiet. night. the, the drinks get flowing and I'm like, Henry, a strip club just thought right at the top of my head and i know henry's the kind of guy who's down for anything i could be like yo you want to go rob a bank and he'd be and he would say yeah of course and so 
we go to the we go to the strip club. We walk in. It's a Wednesday night, so it's dead. And um, so we got we get to sit right down in the front, right in front of the stage. And the girls are coming up, talking to us, and everything. And when we leave, um, Henry t- says to me, um, "I was talking to this, to the one of the girls about film, and." she was actually like really, really knowledgeable about it. I didn't expect that. I'm, and I'm like, Henry, you're talking, we're in a strip club and you're talking to a woman who's half, who's less than half dressed about film. And he's like, dude, sometimes like we, we, we got to find the, the, the other film aficionados. I'm like, all right, fair enough. Um, and she, she really liked Quentin Tarantino. I think she said that was her favorite director, right? All right, so I'll I'll let you I'll let you pick up from from here. Yeah, so now that you've seen my uh, platinum platinum lace in sorry platinum lace in what was what where was it? it? Oh, it, was, it was Leicester the, Square. There's multiples, I think. But, in Leicester yeah. Square, no way. Platinum lace, platinum lace in Leicester Square. All right, Henry. It's sorry to cut you off. The best movie theaters too. There's the uh, Odeon there where they premiere all kinds of movies. There's the Prince Charles Cinema, which is like the greatest independent cinema on earth. And, uh, and then I the did... strip club with lunch with a view. <laughs> I had I had to give I had to give the plug. It wasn't middle of the day. We were, we weren't there in the middle of the day like like actual. We were we got up to some pretty degenerate actions in England. We did not go to the strip club in the middle of the day. It was like it was like eight or nine. Yeah, dude, that's when the D team is working. You don't want to go then anyway. No, no, no. Um, you want the A then, team on a Thursday night. That's what you want. Uh, I swear to God, this is my last interjection before I let Henry tell the story. He's going to like freak out at me. Um, <laughs> for Because I keep going off the rails. Um, you know, never mind. I forgot what I was going to say. Yeah, Good. It, go, it, Henry. <laughs> we didn't go there in the middle of the day, but we did basically go drinking every day. I, I don't think there was a single day in London that we didn't it, go to the pub or at least have a few drinks in. And that was often middle of the day, immediately after school. Yes. Anyways, now that we've covered my one-track mind of, you know, film above sex. Uh, <laughs> so to- you critique porn is what you're saying. <laughs> I'm saying sometimes the cinematic values make it really difficult to watch certain videos. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you watch it for the acting. You're one of those people. Yeah, I go (laughs) for the plot. But um, a few days after we're there, I go to the BAFTAs, uh, which are basically the Oscars for Britain, if you didn't know that. Uh, um, So I, I got to sit there like, a couple rows behind Greta Gerwig, you could see me on the TV cast a few times, and there's all these people there. Uh, just, uh, Adam Driver wasn't far away from me, and he was nominated for Marriage Story. He's so sexy. <laughs> He's a weird-looking dude. The Marine, another I've Marine. I've come around on it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, after the after the BAFTAs, there's also a whole bunch of after parties, as there are with any film thing, so everyone can go and try and talk to everyone, make them give them funding or sign on to their projects or whatever, or just have a good time. Just one, you know, you go congratulate everyone. So at one of these, I see Tarantino. And now I've spoken to him a couple of times in the past, just through festivals and whatnot. Um, and, and so I go and I start talking to him for a bit. Uh, and eventually I say, hey, you'll never guess what happened to me a few days ago. I went to a strip club and the stripper was a real big fan of you. So I told him about what the strip club was. Bitchy, he and then he back. said he's gonna. He probably spent a bunch then, of money. Dude, he literally he he literally told Henry he's like, all right, I'm gonna have to go out to check it out. So now I tell people that I go to the same strip club in England as Quentin Tarantino. And if he and I'm not saying he has herpes, but if he got herpes, he has you two to blame for it. <laughs> The only actor experience I've ever had was Adam Sandler. And that's one that's one actor that I can tell you is the same. He acts the same way he does in real life on the movies. Like there is nothing that changed about that guy. He's authentic. Whatever you see in the screen is whatever you're going to see in real life. It was that guy's incredible, man. He wears a triple XL polo with like, you know, and one shorts to his ankles and shoes that don't match. Like that's just what he wants to do. And he does it because he knows he can. 
Like that's a flex, dude. That's all that is. <laughs> Speaking of Adam Sandler, Henry, do you want to uh, share uh, your little piece of Adam Sandler memorabilia that you have and that you yeah, wear? So it, there's no actor I've seen more films from than Adam Sandler. Uh, I've seen all 72 things that he's appeared in as far as short films and feature length. Also 72, every huh? That, that's yeah. an exact number. If I Google that, that's what's going to come up right now. You pull and up the IMDb, that's the coming up. Films and TV are specials you... that are classified as oh, here comes IMDb. a fact check. You're the IMDb, like the human IMDb is what you're saying. I, I like know it, it man. because I made a real goal this year to watch every single one of his things. So it's like, check, check, check. Think about how many movies he's watched. I'm not going to question it. Yeah, man. <laughs> and uh, so one of my favorites of his, it, though, like Click and Fifty First Dates would be my favorite comedies of his, The Wedding Singer too. Uncut Gems is just incredible. I went to see it uh, four times in cinemas, twice more on Netflix. And so he has um, a lot of cool stuff that he wears in there that's like meant to look gaudy, but it's cool, right? Like the, the Gucci belt and the Super Bowl rings and whatnot. But he also had a wedding ring, which is what I'm wearing right now. <laughs> nice, dude. Nice. That's the, that's the way. That's the way. Man, I, I, I don't know. You, you are... You're you're just a unique human, Henry. Thank you for <laughs> thank you for this because I did Google that while while you were explaining. You were right, seventy two movies. Like it's that's that's just wow. What did you think? What did you think about Adam Sandler? Let's say early nineties to two thousand and two. What like versus? Let's say now adam sandler which one is better so, i mean his early 90s is starting with going overboard the first film that he was in you know there's a few misfires in there that just he hadn't developed the style but by the time he gets into happy gilmore billy madison into just the classic sandler like i love that stuff and i can watch it every single day like even little nicky which sucks there's the, oh dude that movie's great i love that movie. even though it's so part. shitty what it's such adam a funny movie, movie. Go to show the pineapple up hitler's ass or when he's like i fucking love popeyes like <laughs> you put it in your mouth and let it go down your throat hole <laughs> like that's the best part of the whole movie it's so good but it, it, so there's a lot of unevenness in both but i i kind of dig his recent turn to like niceness as the main thing like he used to always be like an asshole in every movie but now his characters are all just like idiots who are really nice and some of them like it's still just as stupid and it doesn't always work but i guess the like you know click and 50 first dates are my favorites and those are past the the first time period you gave so i guess that would make the second one my favorite Though I think the classic Sandler is classic Sandler and I'll watch it all the time and love it every time. His classic Sandler died away, I think, after like um, the when he redid The Longest Yard, in my opinion. Like you started to see the transition of asshole not to be an asshole and he used that movie to bridge it into something else. Like I think it's like that was his shift into a career of like, I'm not going to be the douchebag. Somebody else is going to be the douchebag and he's going to make it. Little bit more enjoyable, which is fun. But Kevin, curious. you asked when your when the movie was, right? No, I was curious when his first what was his first movie he ever made? Like uh the first one Sandler made was Going Overboard in 1989. Oh, okay. We just filmed on a cruise ship for a super low budget. <laughs> but uh had a few other people in it that went on to So what would you say per se? Well, let's say what time and what time ago, Adam Sandler? Let's go out of all the movies you've watched. What's your least favorite? We've heard your best. Mad Max Fury Road. Oh, dude, I couldn't get into that movie. I could <laughs> not get into that movie at all. It's yeah, the worst I, movie. And you think about how this is the wait, human IMDb. It, it won this so is, many awards. Yeah, every time it won an award, I was just like, you know how some people watch the Super Bowl and they're like, ah, <laughs> like. That, that was me during the Oscars that year. Yeah, dude, it was like that every movie. other award. What's was the like over-under on how many awards they get tonight, boys? <laughs> they actually do have betting on the Oscars that I generally participate in. They have betting in everything. I could bet on what are on a, a Kazakhstani fourth league soccer game. 
Did and Dakes was going to have odds on it. I tried that one. I knew someone that would... I did a parlay with part some of shitty like the voting movie. process. They would send her like the movies before they come out. And Vegas probably has up. odds on what we're going to talk about this week. I mean, there's a good chance that they don't, but they might. You never know. I mean, I'm telling <laughs> you, you find everything in Vegas, so probably. And I have. We'll have they, to talk about what we found in Vegas once. They like, put, when I get one of my boys, no, we can't talk about what, ha- what happened to Vegas days in Vegas, man. <laughs> no, nah, man, this story put, can come uh, back with us because it's fun, dude. <laughs> They, they put five to one odds. Five they to put one five odds. to one odds on us talking about Kevin's balls today. Oh yeah, they did, and we did for like a minute. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but that's because they were so big. They Level needed one. another. They needed another part of the episode. Money. <laughs> yeah, dude. we'll start a GoFundMe for my balls. <laughs> Get that surgery, dude. That two thousand dollars you need. <laughs> Just make them smaller. Yeah, dude. <laughs> All right. Just before no. we wrap up here. Um, Henry, in addition to being a, a big film guy and um, whatnot, you are also a world traveler and you went to one of the most exclusive locations in the world. You visited Chernobyl, um, I think in February. Can you like just tell us a little bit about that? Because one of my like dream, like extreme tourism destinations is to go see Chernobyl because I'm a big history guy. What was it like to actually be there? Because I haven't seen the show. (laughs) Well, there is a meltdown that occurred there. Uh, My God, Kevin, you're going to the the Ukraine and seeing that was really cool for a lot of reasons. It it was the 50th country I've been to. So that was just a nice round number. And who knew that was going to be the last time I could ever ever, uh, travel anywhere. And um uh, I have family history in the Ukraine, so I got to see some places that, I mean, there's not a lot of Jewish history left anywhere, but like some places that sort of were related to the family history. And uh, my dad met me there and we went out to Chernobyl and it, it was just, it, it's a ghost town, basically. Like it, you hear about all the destruction and I think you picture it in a different way than it is. Because uh, like even the reactor building still exists. They've built a big thing around it, but there's parts of it that are still there. It's not like yeah, there's two sarcophaguses, right? That they did. They did the first one, which is crumbling, but that's because they did a quick speed build because they couldn't be in there for so long, so they couldn't properly sarcophagi. Yeah. So there's only and yeah, I I don't know those big words. You can <laughs> shit on me for that stuff, but you know, <laughs> I mean that's fine. But you know, um the that whole like. Did you see any like wolves with six heads or anything like that? You know, from all the nuclear reaction. And did you see mutant ninja turtles come out That's there? Like Michelangelo, Donatello. Shit, dude. <laughs> uh, just the, it, it's like uh, when you play a video game and the places don't have as many people as there should be, and you're just walking around and you feel like you can do anything. Like it's basically like that, but you wear the little guy because I killed them all. Clicking to be like, don't fucking go there because you're gonna die, and so it, it like counts how much radiation you've got, but. Basically, other than that, you know, you can climb up to the top of these buildings, got to take the stairs like 20 floors up and then just look out and see this whole small city, basically, that no one lives in. People came in and they looted all the valuable stuff and it fell into disrepair. But it's really just um, like a whole looted and got cancer. (laughs) They got the (laughs) ultimate thing. (laughs) Give me that gold. And now you got stage four cancer and you're there for 10 minutes. Whoa, man. Well, actually, I was going to ask. did you like take any like thing as a souvenir or were you worried about the uh, the radiation? <laughs> the only thing I've got, hold on a second, is uh... Oh God, he's got a, he's got a whole souvenir. Oh I man. Just like grab His shit, house is uh, gro- glows green at night because of this little radiation pen that just like tracked how much I was exposed. <laughs> uh, but, but you didn't pick anything up off the ground and take it home? No, like they, they have these machines that track the radiation on you that you have to like step through before they would let you leave. And so oh, okay. I'm crazy if you just have like some dirt on your shoe that happened to be especially radiated. So then they got to like hose down your shoes and really scrub them. And you got to wash your hands real well. So it, 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 you couldn't really get out with anything that had radiation because of that. But you could have well, just a stick that had none. But what's the point? There you go, Call of Duty. Make a map. Zombies map about based on Chernobyl. <laughs> they already have they have a they have a sniper map about it or uh, really? a mission. Yeah, Call of Duty Four. 
the best I mean, Call like of Duty, Modern Warfare. Anyways, um, well, I think and, yeah, it doesn't matter. Henry, I, I, I'm jealous, man. You you've met some cool people. You've met you've been some cool places, man. I mean that that's that's crazy, dude. That's an experience that you'll never you'll never forget. Great. All right, uh, I think. I think that's all the time we have. Uh, I know I say this every episode, but this really was a really quick hour. Uh, flew by, Henry. Thank you so much for gifting us your time. I know you're a busy college student, uh, so thank you for. Yeah, thank you so much. Do we have any final parting words from yeah, Henry? Next time I bring you back, or when we come, when you come on the show, we're gonna have to critique all of the Mandalorian and how John Favreau is saving the Star Wars franchise right now. Okay, <laughs> All right. we're going to talk about that because I'm sure you got some stuff to say about that. <laughs> Definitely. If you get any more invites to Leo's parties or anything like that, you let me know. Keep me in mind. Yeah, man, that too. If you get any cool stuff for that kind of thing, you know, let us know that you need three or four, you know, other press passes just in case you lose yours because you just you're a chronic loser, and then you just keep give them to us. Okay, <laughs> so that way we can we can go hang out with you and just see what it's like. I mean, you know. Probably all going to stand there with our mouths wide open, just staring at people. I mean, <laughs> it is being it is. in LA and ho- being called Hollywood as long as I am, I, I really have not had that many experiences with celebrities like that. I mean, that's some next level stuff, dude. Leo, that's like top of the totem pole. Well, nobody all right, well, just stoop down. <laughs> all right, that is it for episode seven, a successful episode seven. Thanks to everyone for listening. Don't forget to follow us on instagram twitter we have a facebook right instagram yes, twitter instagram twitter facebook all at the wetdown uh give us a rating please be kind we're trying to shoot up the itunes charts and we will talk to you guys next week we got a great guest planned and it's going to be a good one thanks for listening and bye bye <laughs>